passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Good morning. It's Thursday, April 30th. You're listening to the College Football Daily, a 24-7 sports podcast dedicated to catching you up on and breaking down the day's college football news. My name is Trey Scott. We brought back Chris Hummer, national college football writer for 24-7 sports, because, Chris, we can't talk about the NCAA announcing sweeping changes without talking to you. How are you doing? Doing great. College athletes can finally get paid, get that money, and it's a, it's a pretty big day in college football. Well, clarify that. Like they can get paid, but not by the school, right? They can get yeah. paid by sponsor, like sponsors and, and modeling apparel and boosters. Well, it wouldn't it wouldn't be the NCAA if it was simple, but essentially, the schools are about as far like strong armed as far away from this as possible. They want to kind of maintain that amateurism kind of model that uh, the NCAA has long maintained. And that means athletes can be compensated for things like sponsorships. They can run like camps. They can use their kind of name, image, and likeness, essentially their face, their brand to make money as long as it doesn't kind of cross over some parameters that the NCAA has set. Yeah, we've got a vote for this coming in 2021, but this is a formality at this point, if I'm not mistaken. But Chris, we talked about this plenty the other day. And, and to those of you listening, if you want to hear our full breakdown on this one, we kind of knew this was coming. I believe it's on Tuesday's episode. Today, you and I were like, ah, we need to talk about the NCAA football video game by EA Sports because maybe it's just our demographic, our age group, but I don't think so. I think a lot of people, right when this happened, said, well, what does this mean for NCAA? And it's just so crazy when you really think about it. Today, yesterday, it was announced that college athletes can make money off their likeness, and yet everyone wanted to know about the fate of a certain video game. Is that nuts? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's kind of, I mean, I'm like you. I played that video game growing up all day. I remember bringing Marshall to multiple national championships and just feeling so accomplished. But it, I, it's not that surprising, in my opinion. Like, at the end of the day, like, I'm sure fans think it's great that athletes can be compensated, but most of us care what kind of affects us. And for the large majority of the fan bases, that is playing that video game that they all loved. Yeah, so there hasn't been one since the NCAA 14, which was, came out in 2013. Uh, Denard Robinson on the cover. You spoke to, Den to Denard last year to kind of have a little fun feature about that. But Chris, anyway, it, it went away. Uh, why, are, why did it go away real quick? Give us your Cliff Notes version on that, just so we can get everyone caught up and, and jump into the argument or the discussion of what can we do to bring it back? Yeah, so essentially, very quickly, there were two kind of landmark lawsuits, one against EA Sports brought by um, Sam Keller, the former Arizona State and Nebraska quarterback, and one by Ed O'Bannon versus the NCAA. I think that's the one most people are familiar with. The Keller lawsuit um, essentially said 
that EA Sports did not have the First Amendment rights, which it argued for, to like put players' likeness in a game without their permission. The O'Bannon lawsuit said players can be essentially compensated for the full cost of attendance of scholarships, but that lawsuit was kind of brought to the forefront because Ed O'Bannon kind of saw himself in the NCAA basketball game. Essentially, the end result was those two cases went out. EA Sports had to pay over $60 million in settlements. The NCAA, NCAA had over $20 million in settlements. And then the kind of game was taken off the board because at that point, the NCAA wasn't willing to buckle on that name, image, and likeness conversation, which is kind of six years later leads us to where we are now. Yeah, so is today's news good news or bad? Because I went into it thinking it would be good news. And the quick reaction was, this is bad news, but it's probably somewhere in the middle because there was some language in today's report or release that like the, the current working group for group licenses for video games is unworkable in college sports. Yeah, I think it kind of just depends on the perspective you want to take. Um, it is immediate bad news. The game is not coming back this year. It's probably not going to come back next year because the kind of the report that the working group came up with suggested that they could revisit this in a year. So the NCAA video game is not coming back soon. But I would argue just from a rational perspective that ultimately this is progress towards players being able to be compensated for their NIL. And if that is able to happen, you're a step closer to players potentially collective bargaining. And we are, we're going to get into that in a second, but some of the other ways kind of around bringing the video game back. Um, in my opinion, when we're one step closer as opposed to a step farther behind than we were yesterday. So in that aspect, the game is closer to coming to fruition. And I think as time goes on, um, the spotlight will be put more on that game and the discussions around that will heat up and that will cause uh, some of the conversations that we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about in a little bit. Like what are the group licenses? Like what does this mean? Yeah, so collect group. Okay, so group licensing is an issue because the NCAA's model and their current structure for name, image, and likeness is to keep schools as far away from the process as possible. Because if you have schools involved in the process of negotiating deals or kind of working with the players for deals, the NCAA is essentially making the admission that a student athlete is an employee. The NCAA is doing whatever it can to kind of stay away from that idea. Because if that happens, the kind of model of amateurism falls apart and it opens a Pandora's box of issues for the NCAA's kind of um, operating procedure. Like You can debate what that means and how right that is all you want, but that is kind of the hurdle that we face in terms of bringing video games back. Because in order to have video games and to have video games the way EA Sports wants, they need to be as realistic as possible. So in the NFL, for example... There is licensing between the NFL and licensing between EA Sports. There's a deal there. And then the players have collected bargains kind of in a, like a sum or a fee where each player that's represented in the game gets a certain amount of money. College football athletes and college athletes in general are not allowed to collect a bargain. And the NCAA does not want student athletes kind of doing commercials or sponsorships in their school's jerseys and logos to kind of maintain that status that they're not employees and that issue is at the, the kind of the heart of why right now that kind of group uh licensing agreement is untenable like the ncaa just does not want athletes 
being considered employees in that kind of in a roundabout way is why NCAA football is not coming back immediately. That makes sense because they need a license. You need the Ohio state license to have, have the the shoe, right. And and the jerseys and, but, but you, you have to have the player, the player representation to put Justin Fields, literally Justin Fields in the game. But at the same time, you're saying Justin Fields can go make money at a car dealership at a commercial, but he can't be Justin Fields, Ohio state quarterback. He can just be Justin Fields. That makes sense. Um, or like, I kind of want to be like, well, just bring the game back because because we we used to have the the school licensing, and you would just have blank rosters essentially randomized or not not I mean not randomized like you know, Colt McCoy was looked like Colt McCoy, was, was <laughs> which QB is number twelve. Which to point out is the reason why the Keller lawsuit happened in the first place. Like essentially, these people that look exactly like Colt McCoy the courts ruled that it was Colt McCoy and that wasn't allowed. So if that avenue was to be explored, which EA Sports has said in the past they don't want, again, they want it to be as realistic as possible, then you couldn't really do that. I mean, I would say like these licenses are already kind of adopted in the Madden franchise. I think Madden had 20 colleges within their game last season or last uh, kind of video game iteration. So if EA and kind of the NCAA or the schools wanted to go that route, they could. I'm just not sure if that's the solution that will really kind of be brought to the forefront eventually. The thing that no one's talking about here is that we have these roster warriors, these these nerds <laughs> who I love. No, don't call them nerds, Trey. Those are our boys. We want them to keep You are creating rosters. They are creating rosters that are exact, accurate down to the 85th player. Like if if EA Sports just brought back the game with the school licensing, total blank slate, gave everyone online like a month uh, to 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 create the the bootleg rosters, and they gave us all the upload code. We could we could do that. That's probably flying over. Like if my dad was listening to this podcast, he would have no idea what I'm talking about. But if you know, you know. But I understand why Insta or why EA Sports would want to be realistic. Also, so if that yeah. happened, it would. Like essentially relying on a third party for EA kind of, I don't know what that would present from a liability perspective, but from like a public perception perspective, I don't know if that would be the strongest move if they expected that and kind of leaned on the community to handle that. Yeah, you're probably right. I'd be, I'd be cool with it, but also anyway, what were you going to say? No, I would be too, because I'm still playing the game when my, I have you know, if my software works, I still play the game and just upload the current rosters. Like it's to me, it's not about it. Look, it's, it's a college football game. If they upgraded the the graphics package, if they upgraded the gameplay, I don't really care who I'm playing with. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so, okay. So how, how do we, how do we get, how do we get the game back? Like you're, you're pre you're preaching patience, which is good. It's not going to be this year. It's not going to be next year, but, do you anticipate there to be some problem solving? So I was kind of thinking about this, reading about this and kind of researching this earlier. And I think there are three potential avenues for bringing the game back. One is the it's kind of unclear, but there's a scenario in my mind that the NCAA, like an individual sponsor, could negotiate with each individual athlete and create an individual kind of agreement to bring them into the game and use their likeness in the game. That works on the surface, but the issue is you're, again, going to have a crossover of school licensing and NIL in the same space. And schools are going to have, this is like most things with the NCAA, um, they don't have a ton of details right now. But right now, the thought is schools have the ability to kind of 
Nick's uh, sponsorship agreements if they don't really work for the school. So that idea is kind of off the table uh, pending something different. I so think- hold on, real quick. That would be the, the EA Sports working with Sam Ellinger individually to get him into the game? Yeah, or like EA Sports goes down the Texas Longhorns roster, pulls out the entire two deep and messages uh, Sam Ellinger <laughs> and Sam Cosby on the side being like, hey, can we negotiate a rate for you to come into this game? Good. Uh, well, I get it. So you, okay, maybe that would be, you at least try to get the stars. I would say, I remember when I wrote that piece on EA Sports and the NCAA football last year, Denard Robinson said like he would have happily just signed on to the game for free just so he could be in a video game. I think a lot of players would. So yeah, and, and, and EA Sports wouldn't even, some of these guys, they wouldn't even care to pay. They'd be like, okay, look, the Louisiana Monroe second string defensive tackle, we're not, like, you know what I mean? Like if you're, you're in the game, you're lucky. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's, I mean, I've never been in a video game, but I would imagine it's pretty dope to like turn on the game and like play as yourself, like on a video game. And that's not going away. You could do that for as long as you want if you keep the copy. So that's pretty cool. So that, like that scenario is realistic, but there is that kind of NIL hurdle that's still there. Not to mention logistically just doing that. Yeah. Keep going. The second idea is, and this is just kind of off the top of my head. It's, I don't know how realistic it would be. You could create kind of a legend space for college football. Instead of using current players, you could go to former players and create like all-time rosters, and you could put those together in a game and kind of make a game out of that. That's not the same as what we're used to. It's not franchise mode like we used to have, but um, like the Madden franchise has ultimate team, um, and they utilize former players in that situation with like trading cards and stuff. That is a possibility. Complicated because you'd have to go negotiate with each individual person but you wouldn't have to worrying about the kind of licensing hurdles of active athletes. Um, I like that one. That's awesome. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be interesting for sure. Like it'd be a lot of fun to play as like Vince Young and Earl Campbell in the same backfield. If you're a Texas fan, for example. So you have a third and the most practical solution in my opinion. And I don't know, this will ever happen, but it's just make an exemption for the video game. within the rules the NCAA is writing. Like it would, you would be like, falling off your virtues a little bit if you're the NCAA. But I think the majority of people are in favor of this game coming back. And if you just wrote a one-time exception into your bylaws regarding NIL, I think that's an avenue to bring the game back safely without ruffling too many feathers on either side of this thing. Have the kind of NCAA football game citizen exemption for forever in time in terms of negotiating these things with uh, both the university, the NCAA, and the athletes. Would, would college athletes get paid for their appearance there? I think the idea would be, <laughs> that's a complicated question. You can't collect a bargain, but perhaps EA Sports and the athletes themselves could come to kind of a uh, consensus salary for their cost of being in that game, or yeah, it could yeah. be like a set stipend based on how many copies are sold. I think there are ways around that. I I, I mean, that that could work because the athletes got paid a settlement once before, like we, the $60 million settlement to impacted players. I kind of like your second one. And it's not because I'm itching to like get Tim Tebow and Percy Harvin going in the same backfield. But if you do that, you then have the infrastructure with the school licensing. You've got this upgraded graphics package, this upgraded gameplay package, upgraded playbooks, upgraded announcing all that stuff for your legendary, your dynasty, like your legendary mode, right? But then you also have you you have the infrastructure there to wink wink if you've got a third party creating new rosters for online download or upload 
you have the bones in place for it. So it's not even just that. Like if EA, like if EA felt like it was comfortable enough with the legends being in the game to kind of compromise on the idea of realism, they could easily just create random rosters and have you play dynasty mode. And eventually like four years down the line, it won't matter if Justin Fields is on your Ohio state roster. Like you're just going to be playing the game to play the game. So it is, I think that is a solution that could work if EA sports wanted to bend a little bit on their product. Yeah, because again, no one's saying I'm going to go buy this game because I want to play with Trevor Lawrence. Like, sorry, it just doesn't work like that. It, it's I want to go buy this, and it might it might be like that in 2K. I don't know. Like, you might want to be like, I want to go. I'm watching the Greek Freak on TV. This would be a fun guy to play with. It doesn't work like that in NCAA football. You want to go create these 10 year dynasties and and recruit players in the video game more so than even play with them. So, I don't know. I, I I'm hoping this. I'm hoping something can happen in the next few years. But this is this is good stuff. Uh, and and EA Sports Chris has not issued any sort of comment on this yet, and you don't expect them to. Yeah, I've reached out. To, I reached out to EA Sports today, and I have not received comment back on any of these uh, kind of conversations. If I do uh, hear comment, we will of course have it out on twenty four seven Sports. All right. Well, if you guys have any ideas for how to bring NCAA football back, leave it in the. Uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts for the College of All Daily. Leave us five stars. Chris, I think we've workshopped some good ideas here. I think this has been informative. Uh, yeah, you're, you're welcome, EA Sports. You're welcome. Yeah, give us a little bit of this type in too. So that's going to do it for today's episode of the College of All Daily. Again, leave us that review. Leave us a five-star rating. For our producer, Tony Levitt, for Chris Hummer, I'm Trey Scott. I'll see you on Friday for the next edition of the College Football Daily. winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.